Are you ready? Oh yeah! Strap yourselves in for the Gaming Hub. Your hosts, Tyler. You can't handle the truth. Graham. Force is strong. And Steven. You cannot be serious. Let's get started. Hey everybody and welcome into the Gaming Hub. This is episode number 108. I'm your host Tyler Singh. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, joining me this week are two co-hosts. As always, let's start with Graham. Graham, tonight, special night for you. It's the NHL Draft. I want to confirm it is the draft. It probably looks weird because the Leafs didn't get to pick in the first, you know, 10 minutes. <laughs> but yes. How are you? I'm doing good, uh, like I said, with the draft, because I was like looking up, I'm like, when is Toronto's pick? And I really don't know when their pick is, so it's nice to see that I don't need to care that much as I did like prior seasons, but yeah. I'm doing good. I played some Jurassic World Evolution this week, and I am quite enjoying that game. I'm not sure why all the negative, uh, like... I didn't look read up a lot on it, but what I was reading, like there's some people that were bashing on it, but so far I am enjoying it. So maybe I just haven't put in that amount of time, but no, super fun for anybody out there that's wondering. I have, I did stream it once. Uh, some people stopped in and checked out. Appreciate that. Uh, keep watching. I might stream it again because that game is lots of fun. And uh, if you guys like that, then uh, it'll be there for you. So Graham's selling it short right now because I watched part of your stream, Graham, and. Man, there were some moments in there that were really actually funny and made me laugh. Like, <laughs> And they were unintentionally funny, like you weren't trying to do that. Yes. But like you released a Triceratops out, and uh, did you not? Uh, you didn't put up a fence. No. So <laughs> the thing, and you named it, you named it Sarah, right? C-E-R-A, right? Yes. And I watched this thing, and it like takes off like stamping down the sidewalk, like mowing people over. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden it just sees like water and it just darts off to the right and starts drinking and Graham's like desperately trying to quickly build this fence around it with, <laughs> while it's drinking water like it's funny and it's a cool game um Steve uh welcome and I know you play a little bit of this game too what are your thoughts and how are you I am I'm good um I don't like it as much as uh, Graham does I can see how this game could get old quickly it's kind of just repeating the same missions over and over and over again but I mean it's cool because you get to make a park full of dinosaurs and like that's just kind of awesome in and of itself um and other than that like I've been playing uh today I picked up Mario Tennis Aces and got a, a few minutes into that and, like I like it. It's fun. It's fun. Not bad. I want to play some online. I think uh, will be where the real fun is. And I picked up Hollow Knight on a recommendation from Sandman in Discord. I heard about the game on on uh, PC, but it came to Switch, and I was like, ah, eh, it's only fifteen bucks. I'll pick it up. And I put like an hour and a half, two hours into it, and I'm absolutely loving the game. It is awesome. Highly recommend to anyone who likes like Metroidvania type games. Uh, it's got great artwork and sound, so I'm really looking forward to putting more hours into that this weekend nice yeah. good so what have um, you been playing tyler i have i played a little bit of uh mlb this week i watched Graham play Jurassic world uh steve we tried to play dead space 3 we did in I the past week and yeah that game just i don't know if it just hasn't aged well or it's not what i remember but man i love dead space 1 and 2 and I didn't finish three the first time around, and now I kind of remember why. It was, it was sort of disappointing. And maybe it's just it hasn't aged well. I don't know. Yeah, it has not aged well. I, I downloaded it. We, we played for, what, hour? Maybe. Yeah, and, an then, hour. and then I quickly deleted it. Yep. <laughs> just gone, eh? Yeah, it's gone. Not on there anymore. <laughs> yep. So that, that was a little disappointing. Because Dead Space is such a good series. And, and I was like... You know, secretly hopeful that we'd hear a new Dead Space game at E3 this year. But, you know, that's EA and they're not going to deliver something fun like that. But, yeah. anyway, I've been good. Um, happy to be back again. It's the week after E3 now, so I think all of us were still recovering to a degree over the course of this week. But, ready to go. And because it's the week after E3, everybody, there's, man, there's not a whole lot of news. So, but we have some stuff to talk about, but before we get to that, 
I want to invite everybody out there to join our community, and that's whether you're listening on iTunes, CastBox, Pocket Cast, or you're joining us on Dash Radio. If you are, thank you so much. Appreciate that. Or if you're listening on uh, thexboxhub.com, appreciate that as well. We are the official podcast of thexboxhub.com, where you can go and get all of your latest gaming news uh, in the world of Xbox. So we want we want to invite you to join the community. Head on over to Facebook. Look up the Gaming Hub forums there. Uh, when you're there, you'll see a link to our Discord, which has been growing pretty quickly. So that's awesome. We thank everybody who's joined. Uh, hit that and uh, join that community as well. We invite you to go on to Twitch, where we're broadcasting live right now right uh, with now. our episode. And uh, follow us there, TXH Gaming Hub on Twitch. Again, TXH Gaming Hub. And there's links to Discord and Facebook and everywhere else right there on that page, right below the screen where you would see the video. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at TXH Gaming Hub, and we have a YouTube channel, which within the next week or so, we're going to start bringing out some cool kind of new types of content from what we've been doing. Not new in the grand scheme of the world, but new for us. And <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty fun. So it'll be kind of different type of stuff, and uh, I think it'll... Uh, be a little bit more relevant than what we've been doing on that channel. But you can head on over there as well, uh, the Gaming Hub Podcast on YouTube. All right. Guys, let's get into uh, what little news there is this week. And, Graham, we're going to start with one of your absolute favorite series. And we're not going to stay on it long. Promise you, everybody. But (laughs) NHL 19 was announced at the NHL Awards uh, this week. Really awkward announcement, by the way, on stage. I watched it live. Um, I, I didn't. Yeah. But of note, uh, P.K. Subban is the cover athlete this year, which kind of cool. Uh, from Steve's favorite team, the Nashville Predators. Yeah, and... I don't like the Predators, but I do love P.K. Subban. He's <laughs> one of my favorite players, so I'm okay with it. All right. Cool. <laughs> and it's introducing a couple new things like a pond hockey mode and stuff like that a bunch more customization for your created player things like that so graham you're always super hyped for it and you're always the one because all three of us love this this franchise so you're always the one that's like when we're like oh man i don't know you're the one that's like no i'm gonna be optimistic it's gonna be awesome so what were your first impressions of the trailer and the announcement well as always their trailer don't show a lot like they kind of give you a hint of what they're going to introduce and stuff like that and then they give you the hoopla like all new game mechanics introducing new and all that stuff but the big thing that stood out is they're going to do like outside like pond hockey and me being from newfoundland i grew up playing pond hockey because we didn't have like the big fancy arenas and all that stuff or couldn't afford it or they weren't nearby so i grew up playing it on a pond and like with a lot of games too, like Rocket League, for example, is all about like customization, like customizing your car or whatever you're driving. So they're offering that now for this game. So I think that adds a little more fun element to it. Uh, so I'm kind of curious how it's gonna work. Sometimes like EA, like with this, they need an extra year to rehash and make it better. So if it sucks this year, well, it'd be better next year. But I'm hoping that uh, I'm definitely looking forward to EASHL and Hockey Ultimate Team. That's usually where I spend most of my time. But I'll give the other ones a try, and it looks like they might all work together. So I'm just curious about that, and it's always good to see Wayne Gretzky brought back into it because he is one of the greats. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I'm looking forward to getting more information. That What are your guys' thoughts on this game? Steve, what do you think? <laughs> well, I'll be buying it. That, that's yeah. about the extent. There's nothing exciting that I saw that was like, oh, I'm so excited to go back into it. It's like, uh, I'll be excited for hockey, and I guess we'll play EASHL, and that's about it. But I'll carry you guys, don't worry, because uh, remember, I'm, I'm your all-star. <laughs> greatest greatest thing since sliced bread on your team. Whatever well, you tell yourself. Man. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what I hate about these announcements, Graham, is that Man, they, and they do the same thing with Madden, where the game's coming out in less than three months, and they just show you, like, they don't show you any gameplay at all in the trailer. None. No. And it's just, it's a little disappointing. I'd rather see that. I don't want to see all the cutscenes and all the all that stuff. I, I just don't. And it's great that you're bringing in new modes. I'd rather you perfect the ones that you have, to be honest. 
But it's cool that they're bringing in some new stuff, and hopefully it's good. I'm mm. I'm hopeful. Hopefully they get icing right. That's that's one of the first things I'm going to look for. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's a that's a game that's real and it's a thing and it's coming out September fourteenth. So the real reason I brought up NHL guys is because we have an announcement that we wanted to make and it's based on just kind of the feedback from our community this past week, which has been fantastic. So we kind of threw out the question to our community of, hey, do you guys have any interest in doing like tournaments, community tournaments for sports games, and yeah, we got a lot of chatter out of that, uh, saying absolutely we would. So here's what we're going to do. Next month, we're going to have a preseason tournament for Madden, and it's going to be uh, played through Madden 18. And we'll do it right about when training camp starts, so about third or fourth week of July. And we're going to open up registration for that, sign-ups in our community in the next couple of weeks. So if you haven't joined yet, please do that. Uh, through all the, all the ways that we mentioned earlier, or if you're listening on any um, app, you can just click any of the links in the in the episode description. But we're going to do a preseason tournament for Madden. We're going to do one for NHL, and that's at minimum. We, we might incorporate another game if we can get the interest there. Then we're also going to do tournaments for the new games starting later in the year. So Madden, I'm thinking we'll do it probably right about when the playoffs start in the NFL, like first week of January. NHL will probably do it a little bit later as well. We'll give everybody a chance to get the game, whether it's Black Friday sale or you get it at launch or whatever. Get it, play it, kind of get good at it, and we'll, we'll play a tournament to see who the winner is. Well, prizes for all these, by the way, for the winners. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a cool way to engage the community. So we're looking forward to that, and we're going to be bringing that. Like I said, we'll do the Madden preseason tournament starting next month. So looking forward to uh, putting that together and uh, seeing everybody out there kind of interact with each other a little bit, play some games with each other, hopefully meet some people that uh, you end up playing games with going forward. So that'd be awesome. Thoughts, guys? I, yeah, I well, cool. um, yeah. I, I'm super excited for this. But also, if you guys have any other games you think will be good, um, for a tournament, so you want to you want to see play? Just you know, join our community and tell us. Uh, someone in Twitch right now wants a tournament for Mario Tennis, and you That'd know, awesome. if we have enough people, like I'm totally down to get one going. And I know Smash Bros is coming out, and that'd be fun. And Rocket League, we could do. There's a lot of things we could yes. do this for. So you know, join our community and tell us because we're kind of we shoot from the hip sometimes because uh, like you know we need we need feedback. So yeah. we want to hear your <laughs> thoughts and what you guys want. Uh, and that's so yeah <laughs> yeah and we're not limiting it to just the sports games everybody and it might not be terms but we're going to put together community plays for the other types of games out there so we had talk about battlefield 5 and other types of games that you know maybe um fallout when that comes out so we'll be putting together events for people to get together and play we are a community that focuses on being positive we we have really awesome people in our community nobody like you know, craps on each other, and everybody's cool to each other, so please come join if you haven't yet, and it's a, it's a way to meet some cool people to play games with, and I know some of the people in our community have already done that, and, you know, have uh, have met some good people that they now play with on a pretty regular basis, so, in fact, Steve, that's how you became part of the show, isn't it? <laughs> so, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So, yeah, we, uh, we absolutely do that, and as long as the interest is there... I see somebody mentioning Fortnite right now. Oh, boy. Never heard of that game. <laughs> <laughs> but but as long as the interest is there, we'll put it together and make it happen. So, but uh, we look forward to doing that in the next few months. I think it's a, it's another cool way to engage the community. And, and uh, it's not like we'll have one a week, but I, I'd like to do one every month to six weeks. I think that'd be awesome and just do kind of different things that, you know, encompass all the different types of games that are out there. So... But we're going to start with Madden preseason tournament next month. All right. Uh, up next in the news, uh, GameStop's new CEO has already stepped down after like what three months in role. And game, there's talk now about GameStop potentially being sold, or they're in talks of looking to sell. 
And I think this ties into something that is worth talking about, um, you know, coming on the heels of E3. Like, where's gaming headed in the future? Is gaming headed to a place where GameStop's not viable anymore? And I don't just want to answer that question, but where's gaming headed in general? And Steve, I want to go to you first here. What are your thoughts and the GameStop part? And then where's gaming going? Well, I mean, I used to love GameStop. I used to go there all the time. I, I took so much or I took a lot of advantage of all their deals, their trade-in deals, or they're like, you know, buy a used game, play for seven days, and you can return it and get your full money back. All of that. And I even won. I don't know if you guys know this. I think I've told you guys this before. I won one of their like epic prizes and, you know, got sent to me Megadeth down in San Diego and, you know, rode in Dave Mustaine's car and got a signed guitar. It was awesome. And I mean, I was all from GameStop. That was that was really cool. Um, so I, I'll miss them if, if they do go away. I, I do like purchasing some things from them, but I've honestly gone away from physical games and I never thought I would. Uh, I've been buying mostly digital games, especially with game sharing. Uh, you know, they have some good sales on these digital games and you can kind of split costs by play by game sharing with another person. So I, I understand why GameStop's struggling uh, so much. I'm actually surprised though, that, that they're, they might not exist considering Best Buy kind of got rid of their like gamer club thing. Like that was arguably better than. GameStop's uh, pro member deal. I just the Best Buy by my house is was terrible, so I never switched. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I I'll miss I'll miss GameStop, but Amazon's awesome because you can get stuff delivered right to your house if you want physical stuff. So I think that's what's really killing GameStop and Best Buy. I don't know what you guys think. Uh, yeah, Graham, what yeah. do you what do you think, Graham? Yeah, no, I agree with Amazon. Um... Like, uh, up here, it's not GameStop, it's EB Games, but it's essentially the same thing. It's just a Canadian version. But I, I do enjoy going to these stores. Uh, to be honest, I haven't went for a while now. I Last time I think I, rem I went, I might have went since then, but uh, I went for the Nintendo Switch Midnight Launch, and I picked up uh, Breath of the Wild at the same time. So it's great for that, but like I said, with Amazon... The last few games I've ordered, like physical copies, has actually been from Amazon because if you have Prime, you get a 20% discount. So unless it's a game that I want right away, and but now like you can get it digitally, but say if it's like a collector's edition or something like that, well, then I might go there. But overall, yeah, it seems like it's being phased out and uh, people are just not leaning that way. And it's nice, too, like you could resell it and get value like that. But now people are coming up with like programs where you can like sell your digital copy or something like that, which is kind of strange how that works out. But we know like how originally Microsoft's gonna be like, we're just gonna be an online, we're just gonna have like no disk drive, and people went absolutely crazy, and the internet blew up, and people are like boycotting it. So they're like, okay, no, we will bring back physical disk. But I can see it eventually being phased out. But another thing, too, is people with, like, internet that isn't that great, which is being less common. But, like, if you get these 4K and, like, HDR packs and, like, these games are quite massive. But, yeah, I can yeah. see EB games. But I can see physical games would be, like, ordered online. Like, they won't get rid of physical games, but you just won't be able to get it at, like, a store like EB Games or GameStop. So, Graham, who were you saying was said no drive, no disk drive? Microsoft. Did they ever actually say that? Um, no, I don't think I don't they think did. so. So I just want to clarify. You know, oh. I don't I don't want to correct you, but so okay. It was just online DRM. only then? Yeah, yeah. DRM stuff. Is that what it was? Because mm -hmm. I, I thought there was mention too of like games would be just digital or something like that. No, Maybe it I'll... was just that it was always online. So they were gonna dig, you know, verify through Xbox Live that you actually own the game on a pretty consistent basis, at least once every twenty four hours. Okay. So you had to be online once a day for to be able to play your games. Okay, yeah. I, I so, apologize. And no, another dead. thing, too, I can bring up as well. It was a while ago where every game that I owned digitally, I did not have access to on my Xbox. And that was super frustrating. So I could imagine yeah. if someone didn't have any physical discs whatsoever and everything was digital and you get locked out from games that you've spent money on. 
uh, I could see that being really frustrating, and I think there it does like bring in a bit of a paranoia that some people will not go digital only for that reason because they're like, well, I don't physically own it, and I could like lose it or lose access to it. So I understand that part of it as well. Yeah, absolutely, and I don't know. I I think one of the things that's gonna keep people going in the physical realm is data caps, which are becoming more and more common here in the U.S. Yeah. So I, I almost wonder if if some like startup is gonna figure out a way where you can basically like the business model is you bring like a flash drive in right and you plug it in and you like get the game on your flash drive and you okay. you, you transfer it over to your to your xbox and like hmm. due to licensing you still have to you know have the license to play it but I, I i mean that's kind of a reach i don't think that's possible now that i think about it but i i, I feel like situations like that might happen more um or yeah, I wonder how that's gonna work because I know Tyler, you have a you have a data cap. I yeah, don't. I do. Um, so I just delete and download willy nilly. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, if you know, I'd be kind of upset if that was ever the case that I had a data cap. Um. So yeah, I'm curious how that's gonna go. I know Steam. I mean, Steam. Like basically, PC gaming has been all digital for a good seven years now. Yes. At 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 the minimum, where I mean, you can still buy physical copies i think yeah or it might just you be can. boxes <laughs> with codes from the store uh, to be honest so I, I don't know what where they're going but i feel like digital is is uh is kind of the direction it's it's been heading for f- 10 years now well let's uh you know let's be honest most computers now come without a disk drive in them well maybe not yes. most but some do yeah a lot so they're heading that way and somebody in Twitch just mentioned, like, you know, they pay an extra amount to get unlimited internet. Now, the biggest provider in the country, Comcast, doesn't offer that. That's crazy. Well, so, that they don't offer, <laughs> yeah, they don't offer the extra, because if Comcast offered a, or Xfinity or whatever the hell they want to be called, but if they offered, like, a plan where you can just pay a little bit extra, to get unlimited um, to be able to download, like I would get that in an instant. I had it before I moved. I just paid the extra and you had to be at a certain tier for download speed and you got unlimited, you know, um, space. So I, I, I did that there and I was hoping the same thing would be true here and it's not. All you can do is pay to get it, to get a faster speed. And I'm hoping they transition and go to that. But I think, and I want to get your thoughts on this, guys, but I think the, the thing that's really scaring GameStop right now, and GameStop's tried to reinvent themselves numerous times in the last few years. Because, Graham, I'm happy you haven't been to one in a while, because the coolest thing they have is, like, gaming memorabilia now. Yeah. And you would be broke. Like, you'd be homeless. You'd just have, <laughs> you'd be on a street corner, like, in a sleeping bag with a bunch of Zelda statues around you. Well, there's some cool stuff at <laughs> but, these, right? <laughs> so... But I think it's the subscription model that's really scaring them. Because now we've seen Game Pass, and Game Pass has been hugely successful for Xbox. We see PlayStation Now, and and they're going to change their model a little bit to offer the download option like Game Pass here in the next few months. We see EA going from, I mean, they already offer access on PC and on Xbox One. But now they just introduced Premiere, where you get the brand new games at launch for, you know, by, by just for being part of that program. I think that's what's really hurting it. And I'll, I'll be honest with you guys, I, I want to hear what you guys think too on, on both these things, but I've probably bought five or six games physically on the Xbox One. The rest have been digital, all of them. So where are you guys at? Like, do you think do you think subscription models are playing a huge role? And how many games do you actually buy physically at this point? Steve, go ahead. Um, well, actually, it's funny. I just sold six uh, games to GameStop 
to buy Mario because I didn't need them because I had them digitally or I bought them digitally and just like took the like $5 loss so I could have them digitally because I'm not going to lie like changing this is going to sound so lazy because it is like changing discs is a reason I don't play games sometimes when I had it physically like I'd be like there'd be a movie in or something in my Xbox and it'd be like well I don't want to get up and put the Witcher 3 and I'm just going to play something else and that's kind of why I've been going the digital route. I there's not many things I'll buy physically for, like unless they come with some cool um, memorabilia or art books or something. Like Kingdom Hearts three, I'm buying physically on PlayStation, but then again digitally on the Xbox because I'm a crazy person. Uh, and the only reason I'm buying physically is so I get the art book because that art book looks sweet. Um, and you know I might probably not though buy the collector's edition of. Red Dead, the one that doesn't come with the game for all the extra loot, and then buy the game digitally. But yeah. I, I have not bought many physical games recently. And the only reason I have God of War, which was the last physical game I got, well, Switch games. So Switch games don't count because that hard drive's like 5 gigs, so I don't count that. Mm-hmm. So Mario is the last one I bought. But the only reason I have God of War physically is because it came with the PS4 Pro. If it would, I would have preferred it come digitally, to be honest. So I, I'm going the digital route. It's just more convenient. Um, especially considering that, like, installing the game is the same size as downloading it digitally. There's no difference. Yeah. In fact, if you, I bought digital games and hadn't need to, I don't need to re-download it because, like, I had the physical copy and you can just start playing it. It's so yeah. I know it's the same thing. So that's why I'm just like, eh, physical. It's a pain in the butt to have to drive to GameStop after work when you could just come home. You could download it like before you go to work and come home and be ready to play. Like that's awesome. Yeah, so, and, and and Graham, before I send it to you, like first of all, <laughs> I think Sky in, in Discord just hit it perfectly. He's like, you know, I look at a disc, a total of like 4.7 feet for me, and he's like, eh, I don't really want to play Battlefield. And that's oh, yeah. the thing. It's like we live in the era of convenience. And we're kind of trained. Like, you don't even have to go to a restaurant anymore. Like, there are multiple services that will go pick up the food for you and bring it to you. Even for restaurants that don't offer delivery themselves. I know. It's making me broke and, and I need to stop doing yeah, it. But. <laughs> like the, the, and me too. The only thing, like, making us still get out of our house for any sort of entertainment anymore is the fact that you can't watch movies on your TV the day they release in theaters. Like, that's uh, you know, about it. And I think that's not far away from coming yeah, either. I was about to say, I mean, I like video, you, you, you kind of can. We're a video game show, but that that's going to come eventually, and that's yeah. going to be the day when I just, uh, <laughs> like, stop leaving my house for anything other than work. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's funny, like, you know, one of the biggest movies, you know, out there this year is uh, Deadpool, uh, the second one, and... You know, maximum effort is the thing there, but we're a culture of minimum effort now, right? Like, the less effort we have to put into doing something, the better, and the more we praise it. Yep. So, digital games are just a reflection of that, I think, and I'm guilty. I buy almost everything digital. Graham, how about you? Yeah, no, I'm kind of the same way, and it is nice having all these games on your hard drive, and then you could just, like... If you want to decide what you want to play, you're not, like, looking through all your physical copies. You just, like, hit your home button, and you go to My Games, and then you select which one. And, like, if, say, like, a friend comes on, and they want to play something else, I'm like, well, let me just uh, go get my dit. It's like, nope, it's on my hard drive, so I don't even need to get up. But, yeah, like, it is kind of lazy, but it's kind of convenient as well. But, um, yeah, like, back in the day, like, I used to always get physical discs and stuff like that but i'm definitely getting away from it like uh i like i pre-order or, or order things off like amazon that i necessarily didn't want to play right away but i'm like well i get for 20 percent, i'll get it that way but if there was no like discount for getting the physical disc i would probably get no physical disc like uh yeah. like as steven mentioned before with the nintendo switch i do have a lot of physical copies of that and i bought a few digital ones as well but uh, I kind of like uh, collecting the physical ones, and like the Nintendo one usually comes with, like with a book or maybe some stickers or whatever, right? Some little cool stuff like that. But you know, it's definitely getting away from it. Um, yeah, like it's I don't even need a display shelf anymore. I just keep it all on my hard drive. Yeah, yeah my display shelf has been mostly for 
4K movies that I've been yeah. just buying up. And Disney movies. Oh, I so love my Disney I'm still, movies. like, I'm a collector. I, I absolutely am. And, you know, I have a way too large of a movie collection. It's ridiculously stupid. <laughs> and the, uh, the other thing is uh, books. I have a, a pretty good collection of books by now um, that I have as well. And I used to be the same way, Graham, with games. And I'd look at them, like, on the shelf or whatever, and, like, kind of like, oh, I have, like, you know, this many games now, and that's cool. Like, it, you know, it looks like a cool collection. I've gotten away from that because the power of me saying, wait, I can switch from Battlefield 1 to Master Chief Collection to NHL to, you know, whatever, without having to move a muscle, basically. I can do that? Really? That outweighs having anything on a shelf to show off to somebody for me. And I think that's true for most people. Yeah. It's like a double-edged sword because like, I would not be spending as much and buying as many games if I had to actually get in my vehicle, drive to like a game stop. Because like, if I'm on like my iPad or I'm talking to you guys or like I'm chatting, they're like, oh, check out this game. And then I go on my Xbox or whatever, and I see the game. I'm like, well, for $20, I could have that right now. Oh, and yes. then I buy it. So it's kind of a double-edged sword because a lot of these games that I bought, like kind of on a whim or something like that, I might not even like finish. But if I actually physically went and bought it, there's a good chance that I will finish it. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, the, the sad part for gamers here is that like the data caps, back to that, it, they're not in place because of video games. They're in place because of one company and one company only. And that's Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why data caps exist. Because everybody's kind of gone away from cable, or at least a lot of people have. Especially the younger generations. And they've gone more to the streaming service uh, as a way to, yep. you know, get that entertainment. And that eats up a lot. Not like it really costs the big companies anything that provide internet but they take advantage of it how they can it's just like how you know insurance companies for whatever reason run a credit check on you they do it because they can so i uh i just want to turn back to you guys real quick before we move on on the subscription service like how big of a role do you think that plays before we kind of move into the next topic uh i think it i think gamestop might might have seen uh, you know, the message in the stars or whatever you want to call it. Um, that subscription is the model that's going, f- uh, that's where gaming is going. Um, I wonder how quickly they're going to sell out. Cause they said that they expect PlayStation, like the next PlayStation X Xbox to sell like, like hotcakes or whatever and, uh, be gobbled up. And I think that's correct. And, you know, the question is whether they'll be around to see it. Um, and I mean, it sucks because yeah, I don't like seeing people lose their jobs. And I've never had an issue with GameStop. I think people just make fun of GameStop, you know, because it's the cool thing to do on the internet. Um, they've always been reasonably good to me. Uh, yeah. Never had an issue. And people, so, make, well, people get after GameStop because they don't think they get enough for the yeah. games they trade in. And the the bottom line is like, you know, yeah, sometimes I'm disappointed in what I trade in, but you're not. We're not entitled to anything. For something yeah, I mean, that we've already bought. And, you know, if you want a lesson in being disappointed when you trade something in, go to college and trade in books. Oh, gosh, yes. That's why I, I ran all my stuff. But that's yeah. a whole nother topic. But it's like yeah. like it's these like these people never heard of supply and demand. You know, if they have 50 copies of, uh, you know, NCAA yeah. 2008 and it's NCAA 2009 game just came out, like they're not going to yeah. pay more than like 50 cents for it okay right. like you know you think you deserve more than sell it on craigslist well and plus the the selling used games is how they make their money they don't make much on the new games they make everything on the used games so they need to buy cheap and sell with a good margin and yeah. that makes total sense that's good business and the fact that you're getting something and they run all these promos like if you trade in like five or six games at once you get an extra so many percent or whatever yep like, those are good deals, and that's generally when I did it, when I had a 360. But yeah. anyway, Graham, subscription models, like, are you for them? And do you think that this is playing a big role in what's happening right now? Well, I think for, like, 
people like us who play a lot of games and like get the latest and greatest subscription is a great way for us to save money. Like, I'll be honest with you, this Origin pre- Premiere got me thinking about picking up these games on the PC. Like, if it wasn't for, like, playing, like, online with you guys, I would probably not even think twice about it because it's a great deal, and you get access to Anthem and Battlefield, and these are games that I'm 100% going to play. So if you guys making me, you know, force me to go on my Xbox and now I got to buy it for the Xbox. But no, for sure. Like, I would love for that service to be brought to the Xbox. If it did, I'd, I would save so much money and I'd be so happy. Like, I'm happy anyways, but at least I'd be saving money and be happy. So, uh, yeah, like, I see that probably the way of the future. Once they can hash out maybe a good price. and yeah. But to me, it's it's a great deal. And overall, if I'm going to save like 50 bucks or at least 50 bucks, that's enough for me. Like, I will jump on board with that for sure. Okay. Cool. So uh, I want to move on because I want to hit on one other thing before we move into releases, which is, you know, after E3, we saw a lot of the, you know, the stories like the fallout of E3 and all the stuff that we were seeing. And and funny as I follow, because we didn't see a ton of stories about fallout which is coming out this year, we saw a ton of stories about Cyberpunk and Death Stranding and all these games that are a long way away. So, I want to ask you guys, if you really want to see games at E3 that you know are just years away, and there's, you know, speculation on when Cyberpunk might actually come out. Some people are saying as early as next year. I really doubt that. But, that's beside the point is I, I do you really want to see these games that are not coming out for years. So Graham, let's go to you first. Okay. The prime example for me is death stranding. Like, yes, you can announce it that it's coming. That was like three years ago, but then every other E3 is like, okay, not only are we going to show you no gameplay or little gameplay, but we're going to keep showing you a different trailer And you're still not going to have an idea of what this game is about. And me personally, I'm upset. (laughs) Like, I don't get upset all the time. But right now, I feel like I'm just going to say, no, I'm done with Death Death Stranding. Even when it comes out, I'm like, no. Because you've, I feel like I'm being, like, just messed around right with now. So, and it seems to be a lot of games are doing this. Like, Cyberpunk, yes, we know it and all this stuff. But... How much, how many times are we going to see a little tidbit of a trailer, but it's so far out? Because there's so many games that are like in my vision right now that are coming out either late this year or early next year that I'm excited for. So I can't get excited for these games that, oh, I can't wait three years down the road to play this game. Like, who knows what's going to happen in three years? Anything can happen. So, yeah, I'm, I think I'm kind of tired of it. Even like Metroid. Which I'm kind of glad mm-hmm. Nintendo didn't like try to just show off something, even if it's like coming two years or three years down the road. Like yeah. it's cool to announce it. Let us know. We're excited, but I don't need to keep seeing it. Like even like Last of Us, we don't know when that's coming. And I, I don't know. To me, I think there's enough out there that they don't need to dwell on this. Like it's good to announce it, but don't keep teasing me. And like I don't want to get excited for something that's coming out in three years. And that's my opinion. Okay, Steve, how about you? Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like, I think Cyberpunk is coming out next year. I know a lot of people think it's coming out in 2020, and it might be. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm I'm right. Uh, But I am, like, pretty hyped for this game, and it might be more than a year away. Like, that's depressing. And, I mean, that's not even that long in E3 standards, but Death Stranding is. And PlayStation has a nasty habit of, uh, you know, announcing a game and showing it five years out. And then, you know, two years later it gets delayed and it's still five years out. And that is kind of annoying. Because, like, I like I don't like getting hyped because, you know, then I don't want to play stuff that I have. Because, you know, I'm just waiting for the next game and then that comes, I play for a little bit, and it's like, okay, it's the next game. Um, so I, I don't like them showing games that are so far away. And even Cyberpunk, I'd prefer a release date, like a concrete release date, so I know when it's coming. 
and then I can like tailor my hype levels because I'm I am hoping it's coming next year, and if it doesn't, I'm gonna be a little disappointed. Okay, I'm I'm sort of split on this. My first reaction is to say, yeah, I hate it when they show these games that are years away, but. I'll be honest with myself. Which game did I get most excited about was Halo Infinite. Just yeah, to see but, that. But they showed it, right? What if they, every E3, they just show another video where someone's standing in a different position holding the helmet. Like, <laughs> yeah, Are you but, gonna, still going like, to get excited every okay, time? Okay, maybe not, but I know that game's not coming out until 2020 at the earliest. Like, it's not. So, I shouldn't get that excited about it and steve's right like it makes me you know then i see like battlefield 5 and i'm like okay great even though i know i'm getting battlefield 5 (laughs) yeah yeah but e3 is also meant to energize fan base so i think you know the biggest things talked about coming out of e3 were well the fortnite controversy but that aside uh with sony but that aside you've got cyberpunk death stranding and the next xbox console like, nobody's talking a ton about the stuff that's actually coming out this year with the possible exception of Fallout. Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, that too. But when you look through the news stories, like, you really don't see a whole lot regarding that compared to those other three. Well, unless you go on Twitter, because uh, we know sure. that that was one of the biggest talked about things during E3. Well, yeah, and then that's another side point, like, before we wrap this up, like, who really won E3? Like, we all said Microsoft, and the general consensus, I think, in the gaming world was Microsoft, but, man, you look at the Amazon pre-orders, Steve, like, you talked to us about that uh, a few days ago, it's all Nintendo. Like, yeah. what, 8 out of the 10 or 7 out of the top 10 are Nintendo? Yes. And, and then on Twitter, it was kind of the same deal, like, 8, was it 8 of the top 10, Graham, were Nintendo stuff? Yeah, uh, of all the like tweets that. about E3. So, man, uh, Nintendo did a good job getting their base energized. Awesome, great for them. And but the thing is too, they actually had games that were sort of coming out soon. You know that they were actually able to speak to with release dates. There's yes. something to be said for that. So, all right, anything else on that, guys? Nope. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and move into releases for this week so this week on xbox you've got uh near automata on the 26th and crash bandicoot on the 29th and uh, i know steve's going to mention on playstation as well but you can get the crew 2 on the 26th so that's a big release coming out uh and then uh, games of gold you can get smite on the 16th through July 15th, uh, Assassin's Creed Chronicles all month. And then on 360, Lego Indiana Jones is available uh, as well as part of Games with Gold. So uh, let's head on over to Steve for PlayStation. Yeah, as Tyler mentioned, The Crew 2 is coming on the 26th. And as well, you get Lumines Remastered. And for free, you can get The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. Uh, Both of those are on the 26th too. And then for PS Plus games, you can get Trials Fusion and XCOM 2 still. Graham, Nintendo. Yes, Nintendo actually has some big releases next week. Uh, where we'll be getting Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle Donkey Kong Adventure. Now that is an expansion to Rabbit, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Uh, that will be available June 26th. And also, no not also, on a different day, the 29th, you can get Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. And also Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Both of those are June 29th. All right. So let's go ahead and move into uh, questions from the community. So, so I want to I want to <laughs> start with one. I want to make sure that I read it exactly right here. So, and I want to bring it up because it's funny how this was worded because it's clearly a new listener we thank you for coming to listen but clearly a new listener because they don't know Stephen all that well yet <laughs> so the question it came from uh Castbox, actually in the comments and this is nick navarra so i usually don't ask the questions here but i'm going to this time just because i don't want steve to like you know celebrate himself too much here <laughs> um does the gentleman 
which is why clearly he hasn't been listening too long. Um, <laughs> does the gentleman who's the Kingdom Hearts fan read the uh, manga books? I looked at them. The art is great. Yeah, um, I I feel like at one point in my life I heard that those things existed, but I had honestly completely forgot about it until uh, Tyler told me your question the other day. And I'm not gonna lie, I went on Amazon and purchased the 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 two books. Uh, for the first game and those get delivered tomorrow and i'm excited to look through it because you know your comment on the art being great uh really really sold me because like i said i love the art books i have them for persona 5 and and a lot of other games and i just i love art books because they're you know the art for the game is really part of the masterpiece like without the art like the games wouldn't be as good and kingdom hearts is one of my favorite series so I, i'm super excited to get them and look at the art and read through the stories even though i played the game so many times that i have the story memorized uh <laughs> but no I, I appreciate that question because yeah i mean it made me spend some money but you know i'm excited to get them and if i like them i'll, I'll pick up the rest of the series at some point so all yeah right. thank you cool because you know we all need help spending our money <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah yes all right For let's sure. uh, let's move to question steve what do you got all right, Chase Semenek on uh, Discord asked, uh, do you guys go for achievements slash trophies? Uh, I'll go first here. I used to. I used to be really, really into that, and not so much anymore. I mean, my, my gamer score on Xbox is over, like, 111,000. So at one point, I cared a lot about it. I, uh, I don't as much anymore. And I, I think it's just because gaming's changed a little bit. Like, so many of the games in last gen were sort of single player experiences where you play by yourself and there were obviously alternatives to that but so many were there were many more that you just kind of played by yourself so it gave you reason to kept going back to into the game and doing different things and i you know re really love the achievement system now this time around i think it's more about the shared experience and achievements aren't as big like it's still cool when one pops up i'm like oh i got an achievement but I don't sit there and grind for hours to go get one. Graham? Yeah, um, as of now, sometimes I will go for achievements. Like, basically, not exactly for the achievement, but say uh, on Ravel, for example, of getting all the collectibles is an achievement. But basically, I just wanted to get all the collectibles. So sometimes I lean a little bit towards getting the achievement. But uh, I do appreciate, too, like for Nintendo, how they don't have an achievement system. Good example is playing Breath of the Wild. Like, I, I can do certain things. I'm like, see, that would be an achievement on Xbox. But I'm like, but this game pretty much doesn't say, okay, if you do this, then you get awarded for it. Basically, it lets you do whatever you want. So I do appreciate that, like, Nintendo doesn't offer that, and Xbox does. So if I wanted something where I'm specifically going for achievements, then I could play that. Or, like, Nintendo gives you more freedom. And another thing, too, about achievements is sometimes, well, probably a lot of time, people don't, like, achieve these achievements as the game intended. For example, like, Fallout, uh, Fallout 3 was... If you reach level 14 with bad karma, you will get achievement. And if you reach level 14 with good karma. So basically what I used to do, I used to save my game at that point, And then I'd do like something give me really bad karma, like pickpocket or something like that. And then I would level up to get that achievement. Mm, okay. So I basically did that for like three achievements or something like that for each level. Because yeah. I didn't think about it earlier on when I was like level 7 or something like that and I already had passed. So, for for that reason, that kind of takes away from the game. Like they would rather you play through, but for time restraints, we don't have that time. So there is ways sure. to go around it. But yeah, I don't focus too much on it anymore. Okay. Yeah, Sweet. I I used to be into it on the 360 days, um, Xbox. I'm definitely more into it on the Xbox than I'm PlayStation. I don't care about trophies, and that's only because I. I started on the xbox so that's way higher than playstation and that's why i don't care and i'm with graham kind of like i like the fact that there is no achievement system or trophy system on the nintendo switch because a lot of the times i'm like hey i kind of want to replay this game but i'm like uh i won't earn any new achievements um <laughs> and so it's like is it worth it and it's, it's stupid but i do it and 
like sometimes I pretend to care when I see the like the gamer score leaderboard for the month, especially when I have like a couple friends like ribbing me for being so far below them. Uh, but you know, it's just kind of how it is. I, I'll never pass them. They just they grind achievements and I don't anymore. And I I'm like I get them. It's like cool. And I think part of it is because early on in the Xbox days, achievements just didn't unlock. Uh, there was a messed yeah. up system or something, and it just like you would you would unlock it, but it would take days to unlock yeah. it. And I just stopped caring at that point. Okay. So that's kind of where I'm at. Cool. All right. Next question from Unique Gaming on. Uh, or Gammons on Discord asks, when Black Friday comes around, is it worth buying a PS4 Pro or a One X if you already have the original consoles? Well, I don't know. I It depends on whether or not they're going to be deeply discounted. I don't know that that's going to be the case. Especially with the One X. I mean, we might see like a another like $25 to $50 uh, price reduction. But I guess what I would say is it depends on whether or not you're all in on getting the new console when it launches. Uh, as far as the next gen goes if that's a yes then maybe not maybe don't get the one x or the ps4 pro the the other thing is if you like uh 4k movies and you want a 4k blu-ray player the xbox one x has one built in so that would be the other thing there uh as far as anything else goes i I don't know i'm not sure the right answer there it depends on kind of what you want to do next gen and how soon you want to get in on that graham yeah, like if you're kind of on the fence whether like to get one, then you're almost better off waiting till Black Friday and just to see if it's a good deal. Like I wouldn't bank on it because you might not get what you're looking for, and you might not get the price drop, but you might get like bundles where they bundle in like some great games. So you basically just need to weigh your options and. But if you're definitely looking to get one, that might be your better opportunity to get one at a good price. Yeah, um, I, I'm kind of with Tyler. Like, I, I wouldn't. I don't think there's gonna be that many discounts, and I feel like unless you really want a 4K Blu-ray player, like, there's not that much of a benefit unless you really want the 4K experience and you can't wait. Because I feel like if you could wait two years and just save your money, is the new consoles will be here and they'll definitely be 4K. So, I mean, if you're happy with what you have, I'd say just save them and let. I feel like the PS4 Pro is the the more likely one to get a, a big discount yes, or at least a big bundle. So look out for that. I I'm with Ty, I don't think the One X is going to get a discount at all. Um, if 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 any, it's going to be maybe like twenty five bucks. Yeah. So. Or you could yeah. see a bundle or something that's yeah a bundle. Cool, but that's that's about it. Yeah. yeah. And if you really want the 4K Blu-ray player, just get the One S because you save some money and there probably yeah. will be deals. Right. All right. Next question. Uh, got a donut. We kind of touched upon this already, but if you guys buy hard copies of games, how long do you wait before selling a game? Like, what is the sign you're ready to sell them? Do you keep them in case you want to go back and play them again? Uh, it depends on the game, honestly. Like, I when it, when I buy sports games, when I buy them on disc, I'd always wait till the next one comes out and then trade it in. Uh, other games, I kind of just know when I'm sort of done. But there were games where I regretted trading in because I kind of wanted to go back to it later. And that's one of the things that led me to digital. I don't have to worry about that anymore. So, mm-hmm. uh, Me personally, I do not trade in games. I do not sell games. I buy the game. I keep the game. It's part of my collection. Um, there's times when I have friends, I've lent them my system and they sold off the games. And when I found out this, I was upset because like, I like those games. So, yeah. no, basically I keep the game just because it's part of my collection. It's a game that I bought and enjoyed and stuff like that. And I do have, like, collector's editions of some games. Obviously, I'm not going to get rid of those. But, yeah, no, I like accumulating in the collections, and I don't trade them in, no. Yeah, I'd say those aren't real friends, Graham. Um, and I would have dropped them like a, uh, you know, whatever the saying is. <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, I, I wait to sell them until I want to buy a new game, really. Um, like, when it's time to buy a new game is when I it's when I go in, or I wait for some deals or whatever have you to buy them. And recently I've been going away from just getting hard copies of games in general because I always end up regret selling them. Or not always, but a lot of the time I regret trading them in and, and then rebuying back. I've, I've done that a couple times. So that's why I like buying digitally because it forces me to not trade them back in. And that's kind of why I go that route. All right. 
Uh, Lead Belly asks, which game series would you guys like to get a full reboot? Graham, you want to take that one first? Yeah, um, I don't really have a definitive answer, but I'll throw out one that I know for sure, and that is Mass Effect. I think with the planet exploration and driving around, do a full reboot and what you can do with it. And, like, people were angry with the ending of the trilogy, so maybe they could fix that, but I would definitely play that game, that reboot. Okay. I'll go next. This is going to sound insane considering the series isn't done yet, but (laughs) Kingdom Hearts is is my answer. I would love to see the next game after Kingdom Hearts 3 be a completely, like, different series, like, different characters. I mean, obviously, you're going to have Disney Worlds just through the nature but i'd like to see that game get rebooted after three um and and i think that's kind of the plan anyways but that's my answer okay um i'm gonna go based on what we played last weekend steven say dead space i'd love to see a reboot of that yeah yeah that's that's a good idea too yeah (laughs) all right all right uh next question from brian on facebook asks other than gaming what are your hobbies i'll tell i'll tackle this one first uh i love sports I have a dog, so I enjoy kind of hanging out with them and picking up after them, and especially one <laughs> of them. But, uh, yeah, and uh, I like reading, so I have books. And, and as I said earlier, I'm definitely a movie fan, so I have a pretty good collection of movies, all that type of thing. So, yeah, that's it for me. Uh, Graham? Uh, for me, I'm a big fan of music. I, uh, I play guitar not very much as of late i and i also play drums i so i spend a lot of time doing that i go to concerts and i do play hockey twice a week uh basically i'm never bored and i like mm-hmm. it that way and yeah and, and you and sleep eat, for like eat. two hours a day <laughs> yes i sleep for two hours a day <laughs> sleeping is yeah. not a hobby because i don't do very much yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, mine is, is uh, I like playing chess in my free time. Uh, I like reading books, and I like watching movies. And as well, I don't play hockey, but I, I do play softball a, a couple times a week, and that's really awesome, and cool. I love doing it. It's my exercise for the week. <laughs> cool. All right. All right. One more, one uh, more quick one if we got one. All right, well, one. this is a Tyler-specific one. Okay. Uh, Brittany asks, what made you decide to start a gaming podcast? Oh, boy, I'm going to try to answer this quick. Um, so I was kind of inspired. So I, you know, obviously love video games, and I like listening to podcasts, and I would do those two in conjunction with each other. So a lot of times, especially with games where the volume's not a big deal as much, the sound like games like Madden or, you know, basically any sports game, uh, and some others where I could kind of turn those, the sound on the game a little bit and listen to a podcast while I'm playing. Like, I loved doing that. And I I was, I love the communities and the shows that are built on kind of being positive. And I, there's so many out there where it's just people like yelling and screaming that everything sucks for like an hour or two once a week. And, you know, I, I listen to people like uh, Major Nelson and Ryan McCaffrey and, um, Paris Lilly and Danny Pena as part of Gamer Take Radio and like they and, and others too. I, I don't want to just like limit it to them, but um, they kind of inspired me to say like, hey, I'd love to see if we can create a community like that too. And the more I listened, the more I wanted to try it. So we kind of got together and we, we talked about doing it. And man, Graham, we first talked about doing this in what, like December, November of 2015. And we did like eight practice episodes, which I'm telling you, I like maybe as a Patreon thing one day, but like chances are those will never see the light of day because they are bad. I'm pretty sure the first one didn't even get recorded. Like no, like we. That's why we did it, like to try it out, and like we screwed that up. Or well, by we, I mean me. Um, (laughs) The first time, so yeah. And then the other ones are there. I still have them saved, the audio files. In fact, I shared them with. I shared one with you guys, uh, and by you guys, I mean Graham and Steve, like a few months ago. Uh, So you could kind of listen to one of those practice ones. But yeah, it was. uh, It started rough. And I feel like we've gotten better as we've gone and we've kind of learned some lessons and we learned from other people like, you know, having Paris Lily on the show is awesome. Like that's somebody that in terms of podcasting, like I've looked up to and, 
you know, he's just so naturally great at it. And, uh, yeah, so people like that have, have helped inspire us to not only do it, but to continue to improve and get better. So hopefully that's a good answer. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, let's, wow. let's, yeah, let's, uh, let's wrap this thing up guys. Um, so I want to tell you, get in and ask questions, everybody. If you haven't joined the community yet, do that. Go to the gaming home forums on Facebook, uh, click on the link for discord, go to TXH gaming home on Twitch, uh, check out the discord link and Facebook link there and submit questions for you around the show. Because next week, we're not only doing our normal monthly giveaway, but Aaron Grundler, member of our community, awesome that he's doing this. But he is going to send a copy of Gears of War 4. Physical copy, by the way, <laughs> relevant to what we're talking about uh, tonight, but to the winner of that giveaway. So he has an extra copy sitting around, and not only has Gears of War 4, but it has all the other Gears games in there as digital downloads as well. So we'll do our normal monthly giveaway plus that to our winner for June next week. Uh, so make sure you get in, be part of the community, and submit questions. Anything else, guys, before we get out of here? No. No. All right. uh, whether you're playing physical or digital games, enjoy whatever you're playing. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for episode number 108. And I just want to say also, if you like the show and you want to support us, head over to patreon.com slash gaming hub and uh, help support us there. We're almost to the point where we're going to do a full $60 game giveaway every single month. We need just a few more people at that $5 or more level. If you go on and do that, we'll be giving away a full $60 or more game to uh, people in those levels. And the only way you can be earned is to be a $5 or more patron. So, guys, that's it for episode number 108. We'll be back next week with episode number 109. Until then, have a great week, everybody. Play some cool games. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, everyone. Bye.